This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Joining us now is an American radiologist and the director of breast imaging at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Nicole Sapphire to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, Dr. Sapphire and I, uh, doctor, before I get to the questions, I just want to mention this. She has the, she has written several books. One is Make America Healthy Again. And her new book is called Panic Attack, Playing Politics with Science in the Fight Against COVID-19 and it's available everywhere books are sold now that is it's important that i mention that dr sapphire because what i want to talk to you about this morning has to do with playing politics with science and the fight against covid19 so you are the perfect guest how are you today (laughs) i'm wonderful judge thanks so much for having me on all right we love having you on now this week dr sapphire the cdc director uh basically did a mea copa uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's been fired or that there's been anything other than a, quote, reset of the CDC that will focus on making the organization quicker at responding to new health threats amid criticism of their response to COVID-19. First of all, what do you think caused this? Well, Judge, at this point, I mean, first of all, nothing new has come out in the last couple of weeks that has caused this declaration from the CDC. It's just that it has become so obvious their failures that they have to acknowledge it or else the, they will lose complete loss of public trust in our public health entities. And to be honest, they already have a lot, um, but it'll go even further. And here's the problem I have, Judge. The CDC has a nearly $10 billion annual budget. But during COVID, instead of focusing on putting forth reliable trials to test the effectiveness of those mitigation measures like masking and natural immunity, they catered to political pressure. With three of the most blatant examples being, remember, the discovered emails between Teachers Union President Randy Weingarten and the CDC? What about Mm -hmm. the fact that you had two top officials at the FDA resign because of the way the White House and the CDC handled the boosters? And let's not forget, Dr. Walensky, before she was CDC director in a discovered email to her local public school district said, you don't really need to do six feet. You only need to do three feet. But as soon as she got appointed by President Biden, she was on that bandwagon. Oh, you have to do six feet. And because of that, schools closed and kids kept out of in-person learning. So, you know, she said that they didn't, they did too little. They weren't able to reach enough people, but that's not true. It was their unsubstantiated recommendations were taken as the Holy Grail at the state and local levels and that they have run with. And now even some schools and other places are finding it difficult to roll back the ridiculous recommendations that were put forth by the CDC. And one of the biggest issues I'm still having is the CDC is not speaking out against it. So here's the issue, Judge. You have Dr. Walensky, director of CDC, came out and said, all right, we are going to make some changes. We're going to modernize the CDC. We're going to do better. But you know what? Change comes from the top down. And the biggest thing the CDC could do is to untangle itself from the political stronghold that it has. 
the CDC director should not be appointed by the president. Rather, the leader of our public health institution should be elected based on experience, expertise, and the ability to form the job. That's a very interesting point, doctor. I'm going to interrupt you right there. It's very interesting because if the head of the CDC is appointed, then they are going to carry the political agenda of the president. And the political agenda of the left versus the right is so totally different that, um, you know, and that was a problem, I think, with, uh, uh, you know, with the CDC and the schools, the schools that were reluctant to reopen and, you know, that had all of this COVID money and that were then involved in getting the CDC to draft guidelines. Um, it, I mean, the politics of it just stinks. And I don't quite understand how, you know, we Americans tolerated it. Like this Dr. Fauci, this guy in particular, and I'm going to segue a bit, Dr. Sapphire, uh, for a second. I mean, this is a guy who has interest in, in, in drugs in pharmaceutical companies, while he is a director of, you know, infectious diseases or whatever his agency is called, and he makes more money than anyone in government. I mean, he has a financial incentive. People have political incentives. We've lost faith in our government because of this. You know, Judge, you're absolutely right. And myself, I work in an academic institution. I put out research. I speak at conferences and research seminars. And every time I do that, the first slide, well, I have my title slide, but then my second slide is a financial disclosures. And that is so hammered into academics who are doing research that it has to be clear that we do not have any financial incentives that are tied to the research that we are doing. Why is that not the same for our government scientists and doctors alike? That Mm -hmm. is extremely frustrating. And as I wrote in my book, politics are way too influential when it comes to our public health entities. And it shouldn't have mattered whether you lived in a red state or a blue state, whether your kids were able to go to school, whether your college students had to get a booster or whatnot. It was it's completely asinine. And when you actually look at the data, there was not there was not significant changes between those that had the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, the case numbers, hospitalizations numbers were all similar. So it didn't matter red or blue. We all needed to, and unfortunately, people suffered because of it. Well, let's talk about the uh, the World Health Organization. Now, the CDC, do they now, Dr. Sapphire, take uh, information or follow the lead of the World Health Organization? And if that's true, talk about the mess that that is. Well, no, they don't. And let's remember, the World Health Organization is not an independent entity on itself. Do you remember the intimate ties between that and the Chinese Communist Party at the beginning of the pandemic? So there isn't actually a pure public health entity at this point. It's just become blatantly obvious. However, the CDC picks and chooses what they want to do when it comes to supporting the World Health Organization. But unfortunately... The big thing that the WHO has gotten correct, that our CDC is the essentially the lone, the lone country that implements masking on two-year-olds. Can you believe that? We have That's CDC crazy. data showing probably over 90% of kids have been infected 
with SARS-CoV-2. And we have data showing once infected, you have a level of protection from your natural immunity. But yet they're making two-year-olds the lowest risk wear masks to go to preschool. We have evidence that it is negative to their physical, emotional, and developmental health, yet the CDC is doubling down. The first thing Walensky can do is to remove mask and vaccine mandates if she wants to regain a monicum of trust. Let me ask you this, Dr. Sapphire. So are all of the schools in the country, if they follow the CDC guidelines, uh, tell me, uh, are what age are these kids required to wear a mask? So the CDC, they, they are perfect in their hedging. They say, this is what we recommend. And unfortunately, you have a lot of people just like going and running with that. And so what the recommendation is, if you are in an area with a high transmission level, which uh, newsflash, most of the country is in their quote unquote high transmission level, but our hospitalizations are deaf are exceedingly low, similar to flu levels. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because we're just testing like crazy. Um, But so what they're saying is anyone ages two and up when in an indoor setting, including schools, should wear face masks. Who are they protecting? Doctor, who are they protecting? Well, that's the problem. It should be risk-based. People who are high risk, um, immunocompromised, they should be wearing quality, well-fitted masks. They should have been doing that before COVID. They know their risk. The two-year-olds wearing these loose-fitting cloth masks, and they're not even wearing appropriately, that's doing nothing except harming that toddler. Well, well, how about the teacher wear the mask? If the teacher's so worried, put a mask on the teacher. Undoubtedly. Anyone who wants to wear a mask should have access to and be able to wear a mask. But it should not be enforced, and it certainly shouldn't be universally recommended. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about the 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 children now they're talking about uh vaccinating any any child two years old and up or is it six months and up well it is now it has been approved for six months and up and you know i can tell you that when it comes to all of our kids only about six percent of parents have gone out and vaccinated their children. And, you know, some of that is because of a lack of trust in the CDC. But I think people have gotten smart. Americans are smart. They see what's happening right now. They see that this virus has gotten less severe as time's gone on. They also know most of those kids have probably already had COVID and probably did just fine. Now, are there children who are at higher risk for severe symptoms from COVID? Absolutely. And those, I am certain those parents have talked to their pediatrician and made the appropriate decision for their family. But it to, uh, you know, I wrote a piece with uh, my friend and colleague, Dr. Marty McCary, last year in the Wall Street Journal when they recommended vaccinating five-year-olds and up. And we Mm -hmm. essentially said, listen, the risk in this population is exceedingly low. From COVID. And so it shouldn't be a blanket recommendation. And it should really just be an individual choice between parents, pediatricians. But I will tell you one thing, Judge, I have seen something appalling throughout the course of this, this pandemic. I have seen pediatrician offices refusing to see kids if they didn't get the COVID vaccine. I find this to be an unethical, anti-hippocratic oath way of discriminating against children and i think that they should lose their life easy doctor i have never heard that dr sapphire that is crazy what if a parent doesn't feel that that their child needs it or if the child has the antibody 
Well, Judge, I can tell you my pediatrician's office did that. And my kids, the, the week that the vaccine became available for their age, they got COVID. So I'm like, well, they don't need a vaccine right now. So, yep. And this was even before Omicron. And the pediatrician's office said, we will not see your children unless you can show us proof of vaccination. I'm like, all right, well, guess what? Free market. So happy I live in America. We'll be yeah. going elsewhere. Well, I got to tell you, Dr. Sapphire, yeah, I've always been impressed with you. I'm impressed with the uh, with the hospital that you're affiliated with Sloan Kettering. As you know, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, but I also am impressed with the fact that you are such a straight shooter. Uh, her book is called uh, Panic Attack, Playing Politics with Science in the Fight Against COVID-19. Uh, you know, as school starts ramping up, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Dr. Sapphire, the one thing I don't want to here is teachers saying that they're not ready to go back uh and you know now of course there there are teachers uh, who are saying you know that we don't want to teach anymore we want more money we make 20 percent less than everybody else forget the fact that they work 20 percent less than most other yeah, people well, with the same say, education can i get a, I get a summer off <laughs> yeah I, and, and every holiday you know i mean it, when i was da i mean crime was rampant and now that we're in the news i mean it, it, you don't take the news doesn't take a holiday and neither does crime and dr sapphire neither does a medical doctor dr sapphire thanks so much for being with us today continue to do the great work that you always do Take care. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com. 